What's up, everybody, and welcome to Moments with the Mobiles. I am your man, Johnny Mobley Jr. Hey, y'all, I'm his wife, Deidre. Y'all, they guessing. He's something like an ordinary couple. With extraordinary purpose. Greetings, salutations, accolades, and blessings. <laughs> you keep trying to remember the melody. <laughs> you heard it. You try to remember the melody. I heard it. Greetings, salutations. This, I got this too close to me. It's all right. Accolades and blessings. Oh. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Girl, what we talking about, baby? Mother's Day is coming up. Happy Mother's Day mother. to all the mothers. Happy Mother's Day. She in a singing mood tonight. To y'all mamas. Amen. I thank the Lord. We thank the Lord because our moms are still here with yep. us. We um, send prayers up for those who are experiencing Mother's Day for the first time without their mom or, you know, just period, you know, two, three, you know, all the all the people who are um, having it kind of hard this week because it's leading up to Mother's Day. Yeah. And so um, we most definitely um, are praying for you. We actually have a um, friend of ours who his oldest daughter is graduated from college. So, um, is graduating from college, and um, it's Mother's Day, and they lost their mom a while ago. So, I don't think, I don't know if she thought about that or not, though. But I think she made her mom proud. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it's all of them are. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So, and happy, um, happy Mother's Day to you. I know I be saying we done had debates about you ain't my mama. Absolutely, and I understand that I'm not. Okay. Because I do things to you that they ain't. No, nope. they, they can't go in the same. Can't, they ain't even mama in the can't same state or for you. Mm-mm. And so, and I don't even want to have them mixed up. Ab- in absolutely, no kind of way. absolutely, because that's that's nasty. So, um, I just, all I said was, you know, I do remember that we tussled about this before and I just wanted you to, um, I think my thought on that is husbands, if you have children who, you know, are not working or can't work or just whatever uh, not young, of, yeah. of age, right. Younger kids, like, um, get them a gift to give to their mom. What is that? You about to throw it? No, I just burped. Oh. And, um. And let them honor her. Um, the ones who are, you know, teenagers who may be working and stuff like that, of course, they can get their own wife, their own, you know, gift from mom. Um, but my my thoughts also on that was, even if they're old enough to get a gift, or as our situation, our circumstances that our children are older, um, and so we should. Um, I just my thoughts on it was that even though I'm not Johnny's. Um, mom i am the mother of his children and so that you know you could and send I honor you be every happy mother's day, day baby um yeah, I, I honor you yeah. every single day you know what i think they need to have what? they got mother's day and father's day uh-huh. why don't they have husband day and wife day well actually they, they it's not an actual um holiday on the calendar like in a, a major holiday, but let me get on have social like, media. Yeah, you know, and, and well, and not on just on social media, but they do have like world national holidays like that. Yeah. Um. So they do have those days. I think. But again, those days. as then, you then I as we you. all say, no, no, you got me. Regardless, I do. Um. They don't be nasty. I'm not being nasty. They we do have you know we do honor each other, try our best to honor each other every day. Look how you got the ring on. You on. What you mean? Look how I got it on. You don't, you don't I wear do it. wear it. Don't do that. You don't. I gotta get the. You, yeah, my band. Um, snap. <sighs> but it's it. I found a way to fix it so it is not um, hurting. So let me ask you. Hurt my skin. So how many wedding rings have you got? 
Well, I got the one when you proposed. That was the solitaire. Mm -hmm. I got that one, and I had that one for a long time. And then when you upgraded me, I think it was to a carrot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wore that for a while. Um, And then it came a period in our life where both of us, well, Johnny wasn't, you weren't driving trucks anymore. Tell no story. You like tell me. Go ahead. Okay, well, that was one. And I'm just, I was telling what, okay, I don't have to tell the whole story because we do have a, a, a packed, uh, some stuff to tell y'all. So we need to get that well, out tell to y'all. Tell them, tell them, um, tell them what you So did. that one, I was just saying, you know, how many I've had. One, two, and then I think three. So this may, maybe three. So yeah. the second one, tell them what, what happened. I pawned it to pay the light bill. And I didn't tell you because I was mad. We weren't, we were mad. We were tussling real bad. Um, and we both were out of work. There was, and I, we've shared it on a, on an episode that we were both out of work at one period for at the same time for a whole month. And so I pawned it. I wasn't talking to him, so he didn't know it. And I pawned it to pay the light bill, and I didn't have the money to go get it. And um, so yeah. And then this was my. Um, this is the last one that I've gotten. And so, um, you remember how many carrots that is? I really do like it. I don't, I need to get it cleaned. Um, cause I have, you got me earrings, you got me the ring mm-hmm. and then I have earrings and I have a bracelet and I need to get the latch on that bracelet fixed as well. well. We need to get that done. That, <clears throat> but that's, that's actually three carrots. Is it? Yeah. Cause you was talking, you know, you always talk about you wanted the five. Well, the next time I want one that sit up. <laughs> <laughs> Joker, I was trying to get you a ring that it, that didn't look like nobody else ring, and it, I don't think it does. But you know, I love and then, it. I don't. I need the, to get the, it cleaned. I love it. The diamonds are in there, good. They're smaller the, and they're embedded thing, in there, so they all the way in. But I didn't want. My whole thing is with the the whole diamond falling out and all that other stuff. Huh? It's Got not time for that. not the one because the next one I'm getting, you gonna create it, right? This is this all this is. They got that in the good. You're so. gonna create that one, right? I guess so. Okay, thanks. But what what was there were one, two, three things that I asked you for, and you know what they are. And when I get them, I'm gonna let y'all know. You know what those are, right? I know what two of them are. The, my ring. I know the ring, the truck, then what else? And my purse. Oh, that just got it added on. No. That's been here for a minute. Ain't no. Well, no, not as long as the as the vehicle, but no. in the ring. So yeah. Okay. So guys, hey, how y'all doing? Um, for all things Mobleys, um, let's go ahead and plug the website www.momentswiththemobleys.com. That's what we that's our handle on all things social media, um, except for TikTok. Hey. I'm lying. Except for Twitter. What's our handle on Twitter? Mobley Moments. Good, sir. So, Mobley Moments. I said um, slow. Go I said... to YouTube, look us up, um, listen to the podcast on there, share it with your friends, share it with people married, share it with unmarried people who want to be married. They can get some tools and tips. Also, if you didn't see, um, we put it on Facebook as well as Instagram. Um, and then I think um, Allison did a a, a mass email um, send out a, about us. We are Simbis certified, which is saving your marriage before it starts. That's premarital counseling. Um, it's a whole program that we are now facilitators for. Um, if you need that or know someone else who need, who needs that service, please send them our way. Um, we have an affordable package available uh, for three 90-minute sessions that will get you equipped to on your journey towards marriage, okay? And um, we also do couples um, just for people who are already married, not just premarital. And, um, you know, hit us up, uh, info at momentswithemobiles.com uh, or on social media. We get some messages via DM. But the info at momentswiththemobleys.com will send the email to us and we check it every day. Okay? Thanks so much, guys. We appreciate y'all. What did you have to say? Nothing. You said every, I said everything? Mm-hmm. So, guys, we're we talking about sex and in, intimacy today. 
Um, and I'm excited about it because um, as our team brought it to our remembrance, we did a uh, we did do a um, an episode on sex and intimacy, but that's when we first started, and we didn't have video yet. It was just audio, and so we um, um, are going to do that today. Before we get started on that, because we um, want to share, make sure you get all of these good nuggets and stuff like that. I was reading something today, and I sent it to Johnny that. Uh, um, it's, well, I saw it on every, it's called the, the every Um, and it was saying that the five love languages got an update and they found two new ways to express and receive love. Now, of course, y'all know that the, uh, the originator of the love languages, the test and all that stuff is Dr. Gary Chapman. Now, he, as far as we know, he didn't officially add these two new ones to there, but they did. This was, um, conceived out of them doing a survey on eHarmony.com about yeah. adding these. This is the two new love languages um, people wanted to be loved in. And I guess it was a, okay, so here's the percentage. eHarmony had the survey. The results reveal that 26% of people have changed the way they express love in a romantic relationship over the past year, while 25% have changed the way they prefer to receive love. Okay, and so this um, this article actually came out May 4th of this year. So it's recent. Yeah. Um, and so they what it was saying was that they they um, like I said, not that this was something that he came out with and added it. But, you know, the, that percentage of people wanted to, um, you know, they weren't sure that the five love language encompassed the way that they preferred to be loved and the way that they express love. And so now enters, um, like I said, and I don't know if he will ever validate it to say that, you know, technically or do another book that adds in the other two. So I really just think that these are just, um, again, it was the eHarmony survey. But so the two new ones that they're talking about is shared experiences um, and emotional security. And so when I shared it with you, um, and like I said, we're going to be brief in adding these two because we want to get to the sex and intimacy. The shared experience is, um, they say it's not like the quality time, which is already, which is one of the love languages that Dr. Chapman put um, in his book. But it says um, quality time um, that is that shared experiences is different from quality time. And so they say shared experiences focuses on adventuring and expanding yourself with someone versus um as opposed to showing love by spending quality time together um it was saying that people who have this love language crave to create memorable experiences as a couple so you know it does and so maybe you know they were saying like the quality time is that they want to spend time with their partner so they can just show love um but then shared experiences Maybe quality time is just the act of being together, but then shared experience, you're actually doing an activity. But still to me, it's time. still quality time. Yeah. yeah. Somebody might just wanted to have something new to bring to the table. I don't know. Um, but then, and then the, the second one was emotional security. And so they says, um, of course, it says, uh, feeling emotionally seen and taken care of is how, E-Harmony describes emotional security. And again, this is not Dr. Chapman. Different than seeking validation, affirmation, or praise, like those who resonate with the original love language, words of affirmation. Um, it says emotional security, need, they need to feel like when they take their walls down, their partner will listen to them and respect their true emotions. Is that not being emotionally... Giving emotional security with, um, well, we're, I mean, they all in the same ball game to me because when you affirm your, your partner, um, is that not, not offering like that's well, support guess, and, I guess the, you know, I guess the words of affirmation is building your partner up by saying kind things to mm -hmm. them, um, custom made for them, um, based on the relationship that you have with them to actually say, you know, certain things. 
Um, so emotionally, emotional security. Huh. Is saying that, you know, they can, they feel comfortable enough to when they, you know, become, like we said to one of our couples last night, to become like, you know, naked, not just, you know, physically, but emotionally yeah. and everything like that or whatever, that they'll listen to them and respect their true emotions. I think this one may have more validity than the other yeah. one. Um, that one probably does. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a lot to that emotional security because some people, the emotion, the emotions that they express is is from a trauma place that they they have not um it's from a trauma place that they have not been healed from yeah so it can be it can be a roller coaster yeah. with that with being so, unguarded and yeah stuff. because sometimes the reactions out of your emotions is based on what you see that triggers it mm-hmm. so the person that you're with might not have been the person that actually drug you through the trauma, mm-hmm. uh, did the trauma, but because you saw residue of something that that's a trigger, then the emotional response cannot be valid towards that person. It might need to be said to somebody else that actually did it. Mm-hmm. So it could be misplaced misplaced so and that's just me thinking right now it's it's a lot it's a lot to that yeah if you coming from an emotionally healthy place then yeah i can see that yeah but your emotions if you're not if you're not emotionally healthy and you all over the place on that roller coaster then yeah excuse me well again this is not what the topic is i just wanted to insert these here because this is something that i read today and i was like hmm let me you know share this with you and see what your thought, thoughts are on it. Mm-hmm. And so those are our thoughts. One of them may have a little validity to be added, but the other one seems stretching. to be the same thing. Right? It was stretching. Yeah. We appreciate yeah. harmony and everything that they do, but they, they, that, that was a stretch. But, and that, and that's, our, that's our thoughts. That's just um, our thoughts. And so let's get on to the meat of this, because we're talking about sexual intimacy in marriage. And you find we find and we've been seeing, excuse me, and... um dealing with talking to um, some of our couple, a few of our couples about um, sex and intimacy and finding that, um, you know, some of them, you know, don't really know what it is. Um, Haven't, you know, basically don't know. Some don't know, some know, but don't know how to engage in it. Um, That may not have been what they saw um, modeled in their home between parents or just whatever, or they just, um, their marriage has maybe been in turmoil for a while. And so maybe when they first started courting and maybe at the beginning of the marriage, you know, it was easy to give that, you know, um, intimacy portion of it and, and all these things. But, you know, maybe when, you know, things start the, 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 we'll just say the mask came off and, you know, add bills and babies and all that kind of stuff on top of that. It can, you know, you know, slip away from you. And some, some, as we were talking about on the way home, some people don't realize that, um, you know, and in this, you'll hear us talk about it, you know, don't realize that um, when it comes to that, of course, sex is, you know, that's, it's a great thing. And it's a great part of, it is a great thing in the marriage, but it's not the only thing in the marriage. And that's what we were talking about on the way home. I don't want to jump ahead of myself. Um, but that intimacy is very important. And I know um, we heard in a session that um, that sometimes you got to consider the fact that people don't know. You can't just think that everybody knows because you know. We can't just think that everybody knows because we know. And so we want to shed some light on that and talk about it. But the, real, um, the, the realness of it is we didn't know what that was when we first got together. We didn't. Because the we fire, had a lot of sex and we the fire were very and the lust intimate. and, you know, the, the horniness and whatever else you want to call it um, was very valid and thriving. So, yeah. But then when you add the 
like you said, the other components to the marriage and the relationship, it can kind of it can kind of do some stuff to some things. Um, your perspective change about it because it's it's way different when you meet somebody and it's just you and them, and then you're, y'all coding like you said, and then y'all fall in fall in lust first, and then feel like this is the person, and then after sex, and oh yeah, I got to marry him, or I got to marry her, and all this other stuff. But once everything else start adding in, then you see the other lanes of people characteristics and how they deal with certain things or how they don't deal with certain things yeah. or whatever the case is. So that's what put a stale on it. So your perspective changes because everything has changed, you know? So because everything has changed, it, it wasn't the beginning where y'all fell in love. It was just y'all, y'all was skipping on the beach and, you know, doing all this stuff. Now y'all got babies and bills, like Dita said, and responsibilities. So the perspective begins to change. Yeah. But, you know, the the intimacy part, I don't really believe that the intimacy part is at the beginning of most relationships. Yeah. I think it's just the sex part. Um, and then the intimacy has to be learned later. Most of the time, the women are the ones who would like the intimacy. Because at one time, I can touch D to certain places and, you know, fireworks. And then now I got to touch that. That's a, whole, a lot. whole lot more places. That's a lot. I'm just this saying. This is PG, sir. I, I said, touch, I can be saying touch you right here on your arm or something. What is you? You just go ahead with the thing. You, so that's where your mind is. We, we, we're going to talk about actually how to cultivate um, or rebuild sexu- sexual intimacy in marriage. That's where we're going to, the angle that we're coming from. And um, we're on marriagetrack.com with the um, information that we're going to give you. And we're, of course, you know, we always add our spin on to it. But the one thing that I was reading about this is um, when a lot of people get to the place, like Johnny said, you know, some people have the sex part of it down pat. And then, you know, but, and of course, there's there are different types of intimacy, but that kind of gets that's never broken down and given to people that there are different types of intimacy right yeah. because before we started researching and all these things um i don't think like you said we didn't even know yeah. the the different types and and stuff like that or whatever so um these are some thoughts that we're going to share with you um on how to um bring it into your relationship bring you know bring it bring it up you know up to annie you know just rebuild it back in and and put it in your relationship and cultivate it let me say cultivate it in within your relationship um then let me go ahead into and say your, in before, your marriage before you start let me go ahead and okay. say this foreplay is not intimacy that's all i got to say it's a myth that and and most men think foreplay is intimacy okay and that's not what it well, thank you for pointing it out. Um, the 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 first thing to to actually cultivate it and 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 you know just get it back going in your relationship is to make time for it. Um, it says different things like uh, you have to actually intentionally uh, rebuild sexual intimacy by making time for it, and so it's um it's a date night. Um, it's a no, I'm sorry. It says a date night is not going to solve all your marital intimacy problems, but this is that's making time. That's going to add to it, right? We encourage date nights. We encourage spending time together. We encourage um, spending uninterrupted time together, unhurried time together, conversations um, that can cultivate intimacy. And so what we found, even when we did the date nights with the couples, is that um, we would give them the questions to actually, like you know, Talk. jog right, jog yeah. their memory. You know, not um, what, what do you what do you call it? Um, I just drew a blank. I don't know. We would give them the questions to literally um, cultivate that conversation for them to talk about. You know, just not just talk about 
you know, what bills we got to pay or, you know, what the kids got to be picked up from hockey and this and all these things, but to cultivate more intimate conversation. That's from, what I was trying to say. say from hockey? Pick the kids up from hockey or, mm. or, or soccer or whatever it is that they play. Kids play different sports. You're right. And so that it's, that, that it can actually specifically and, in, you know, take the time to um, intentionally make the time to spend time with your spouse, create the space, whether it's in the bedroom and y'all gonna have a romantic dinner, um, you know, watch a movie or talk. You want to do exercises that are not including you being on y'all being on your cell phones or maybe cut the movie, but to cultivate the conversation so you can get, you know, more intimate. The, the questions that we did last week on the last episode, those are questions that, um, I believe cultivated intimacy between us because of the fact that I did, even though I've been with you for as long as we've been together, there are some things that I learned that night from asking you some of those questions. Remember I told you mm -hmm. that I learned, why are you looking at me like that? I'm just looking at you. Um, and so cute. that, thank you so much. You are as well, baby. Just, let me You're not cute. That. You're fine. Let me rephrase that. What? You're gorgeous. Thank you. Because cute is little girl. Yeah. And I'm far from. Yeah. You were. Um, full grown. Um, and so, yeah, that's the first one. Make time for sexual intimacy. Make time to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm touchy feely. That's my love language. And so Johnny knows that I want to, if I'm sitting by him, I, I want to rub his arm or I want to touch his shoulder or I want, you know, I want to, you know, like he said today, I was, you know, just touching him just because he was like, what are you doing? No, I don't. Where it got a little weird at is that she took the, these things right here, and you know how back in the day you play with, you know, play with the little ear. You can't play with my ear with these things right here, and it didn't feel right. She was like, "I was like, hey, what's 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 what? I'm trying to drive. What you doing? What you? Oh, I'm like, just take it. You took it up a level. Let's break it back down. I ain't ready for that one yet. Well, yeah. So I'm guilty of that. But at any rate. Just do it intentionally. And like I said, different things. Um, no, just going out on a date night. That's, you know, because a lot of times you'll go out or you'll see people go out and the couples are out and they're on their phones. We're guilty of doing it as well. But the way to create intimacy is not going to happen by being on your phones while you're supposed to be out at a date night with one another, conversating and talking about, talk about, you know, um, you know, what did you think about me when you first saw me? Do you, you know, how do you feel about me now? You know, what, what, what is it? What is the, the what part of my body is the part that you love the most? Um, you know, how can I serve you better? Those are questions that can cultivate, cultivate that intimacy, uh, sexual intimacy with your spouse while you're intentionally having relation with them. It's about relationship. And so I want to get to know you. I want to know, I want to intentionally cultivate intimate conversations. And, um, a lot of our intimacy comes in. Um, I wouldn't say a lot, but we've, we've expanded because we, it's not just about sexual intimacy. It's about, um, spiritual and emotional and, and physical as well. So we have, you know, our relationship of course has, um, grown into those areas of intimacy and guess what? They need to be cultivated. Right. So, yeah. Um, so make sure y'all carving out the time uninterrupted, unhurried time where y'all can actually do something. Um, take that time to 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 cultivate the intimacy. Um, and then a part of making the time and talking, you know, and and creating that space for y'all to have that time to create um, the intimacy is talking to your spouse. That's going to be a part of it. Um, it says part of um, what the carving out of the time is, is to create the space to talk. And they're saying basically what I says, this day and age, we chain our phones, phones, devices. I'm guilty of it. Um, Johnny has had to say to me when we were, you know, creating those intimate moments and we were like, we were, we did have like a movie on. Um, and I was laying on his lap. We were on the couch and I picked up my phone and he was like, Hey, this supposed to be our time right you're absolutely right i'm sorry and so talking to your spouse talking face to face with your spouse um and it actually 
um, talks about the Song of Solomon. If you have not read the Song of Solomon, get your Bible and go read it. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. It says the Song of Solomon is interpreted in a variety of ways. But what is undeniably true, whatever your interpretation, is the role of language and communication to convey love and intimacy. As Solomon and his bride speak to one another, you quickly realize the conversation is passionate, it's intimate, it's sensual, it's provocative. Those are all the things that I do, John. Some, and yeah, you don't understand sometimes why I'm so provocative. And, yeah. and <laughs> You be just nasty sometimes. And passionate and sensual with my conversation. Um, But it says even in that, there's and we we talked about Song of Solomon on one episode as well. It's been a long time, but there's freedom. It says there's freedom and generosity and how they speak to one another. Um, That their lovemaking is not stale or boring. We're going to do a part too because we're going to read. We really do need to. Yeah, and read y'all some scriptures out of Song of Solomon because the, it's, the book that it's, book it's, is off the chain. The, the Lord ordained it, y'all. Um, and it says there's a thoughtfulness and beauty that attends their comp- the way they complement one another. Yeah. Um, in that, and so this this part of it, this this talking to your spouse, like I said, it needs to be intimate conversation. Not y'all don't not talking about the the woes of the day or just whatever. I find the most intimate of conversations that, that we have is, you know, when we are talking about besides when, um, well, it may even be before, but a part of our, um, intentional conversation and our intimacy is when we are talking about, um, the goodness of the Lord. And when we talk about scriptures or when we talk about, um, you know, something that the Holy spirit gave us, um, or you, you may have, you know, a word for me, or I may have one for you. Um, that ten, that is very intimate for us. And so I'm glad that we were able to cultivate that because I craved for that earlier on in our marriage. And because that's just not where you were yet. Um, I prayed about it for a long time. Well, in the beginning, you didn't crave that. You just craved it, boy. Well, I don't, don't, don't. <laughs> You don't. You just crave. You had just crave your boy. Don't take my words and just throw it around. You know exactly what I was saying. You had wanted this, and then you found that that Jesus made this, and then you wanted to get to know the Maker, the Creator. I did, and it took you longer to to do that. Mm-hmm. However, when now, and let me get back to what I was saying because Johnny is trying to be a distraction tonight. Um, I'm always a disgrace. When you, um, here are some questions to ask one another. Um, do you, to, to talk about in your intimate what, time, what you to do you and your spouse view your sexual intimacy as an overall part of the way you glorify God through your marriage? How often do you initiate, initiate sexual intimacy with your spouse? When was the last time you and your spouse were able to get away for an overnight trip? Long overdue for us. Um, have you and your spouse had a conversation recently about your sex life? We was just talking about this last night Yeah. about you telling each one another what pleases you and what may work, not what may not work anymore. What is, yeah, do that. And no, that ain't working too good for me right now. That ain't my spot forever. Right. And my it's okay changed. to talk about it. Yeah, it really is. Um, what's one thing you could stop doing to improve your sex life? What obstacles, roadblocks, sins are hindering you from having a meaningful, intimate life with your spouse? Um, what ways are you introducing? What are ways you're introducing variety and spontaneity into your lovemaking? Do you engage in affectionate touch with your spouse? Non-sexual, affectionate touch with your spouse. That's a part of intimacy. That's a part of it. And if you're not intentionally doing it, that's why it dies out. And we see that a lot of couples are needing help with not only communication or not only trust, but sex and intimacy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, be quick to give. Be quick to give. Yeah, I'm going to be quick to give it. Give my love to you. Um, be quick to forgive is what it says. And because a lack, of, uh, a lack of forgiveness leads to a, a spirit of bitterness. 
And both of those will kill marital intimacy. Yeah. Like we told our couple last night as we were giving them their exercise. How can you be, you know, you sensually touching each other and, you know, being and getting in tune with one another if y'all mad at each other? That ain't gonna happen. Ain't no intimacy happening because you don't you don't even want to let him to look at you, or you don't want to be bothered with her. Um, it says a variety of reasons were discussed that contribute to intimacy struggles in marriage, and that's one of them: unforgiveness. Um, and as I said, it'll kill it'll kill the marital intimacy. It shouldn't be assumed that a wife is the one to um, always be the one who is not forgiving. Um, because there are husbands who are not forgiven as well um, that can hold grudges and for a long time uh, and be unforgiving. And so just time after time or a long, long period of time causes, you know, the heart to be hardened. And then you ain't trying to be intimate with nobody who you now holding a grudge over by something that's happened months and even years ago. I peed over there. You starting to listen to what he said now. I'm talking about a person, Peter, not the Peter, Peter. I don't know. I, Jesus. Finish what you were saying, crazy. I'm just saying. That's what that's. that's as far that's as like holding unforgiveness. That's that's what will happen. Yeah. So the, the intimacy. So the intimacy, the sex part of it is the sex part of it is um what's wrong the tissue down at the bottom right there go ahead i apologize thank you go ahead the 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 sex part of it is and i know i've we said this in other podcasts but we've we've always said it's a it's a minimum part of it because if you're if you're batting on the sex part to to be the majority of your relationship, then it won't last long. Yeah. It's but so many orgasms you can get. It ain't gonna fix nothing. It's a benefit. The intercourse is the benefit of what God created marriage to be. So the intimacy is definitely a part of that's a that's a way of nurturing the relationship, becoming more one. That's a, a very very important part. Cause, like I said, it's it, it's it's a that's the intercourse part is a benefit of it. It is used to reproduce, and we we got that. But you don't need to reproduce and. No, I'm gonna shut up. I ain't gonna say that. Go ahead. You sure? Yeah. There wasn't a, just a, a mild way to say it. It ain't. Let me say this. God created marriage and reproduction to be a certain thing. And as humans, with a lot of things that what something was designed to do, we will take it and we will kind of make it our custom made thing. And because it might work for you for a little while or whatever the case is, you feel like you are right. But I've I've always said, and I've told Dita this before, I said, you know, our 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 sex and intimacy is amazing still to this day. But I've always thought, what if we would have waited till we got married? Like would would he have done an extra grace on that thing. Well, I think he put some extra grace on it after we got married. I think so. Because there's always a line of, and I mean, he's the God of everything. So he already knew, you know, once we tasted the nectar, it was going to be tough for us to not keep tasting the nectar. I'm going to help him move on, y'all. We ain't know. I'm helping move on. When when it first happened, we ain't know. We ain't know. We we just didn't know. Okay, so listen, <laughs> another area, because he, he, he got me a little about to act up. Got me a little listen, focus. I listen, remember. I remember. So listen, it says <laughs> it says one area, you don't make it no better. 
It says one area where a spirit of bitterness can come into is um, in the in the article. It was saying that a lot they dealt or or um, they I guess dealt with or talked to or was exposed to a lot of husbands who held unforgiveness because they felt as if their wife didn't show um, there was a lack of interest on their wife's part and that the they as the husband them as the husbands was um initiating sex more than the wives did and so in as a result of that they felt that um the wives weren't interested Mm. and so it says when husband and wife commit to a daily habit of confessing sin and forgiving each other um of course you know a positive um one of the a positive implication will be that will come from that will be a stronger relationship of honesty security and trust and so we as women and this is to the women you can't just um, because you know, we've been married for a long time. And so this was a conversation that Johnny and I had as well. Um, he also wanted me to initiate a lot of times he initiated, but you know, again, as to the women out there, um, you initiate as well. I mean, it's your husband. And so whether it's the, you know, creating the whole ambiance of, um, you know, the, the date night or the dinner or, um, you know, lay out rose petals for him too. Um, and we actually have some dissolvable rose petals that oh, we gave away at the um listen, at the date night. I love my wife. She's so she's so beautiful. If you're gonna initiate it with your man, you know what your husband like. Yeah. So don't put no rose petals on no daggone bed. Guys, if that ain't got nothing ladies, to do with I'm giving but, you an example because yeah. you don't. Some men will like that. In Li- the, but listen, okay. I ain't finished. Okay, because you ain't let me finish. You know, you know your spouse, right? So do what makes it. But husbands, if they initiate it, receive what it is. Because most of the time, men don't do the rose petals because it's never been done for them. They're always the ones that do it. But sometimes you just need to allow certain things to happen. Just switch it up. Yeah. You need to allow certain things to happen. And for what Deidre's talking about now, there's two reasons why a man feel like a man feels like his wife doesn't want him anymore. One is she has been saying what she's needing from you and you're not listening or you don't know what it is. Most of the time, most women will tell you they want intimacy and they will try to help you understand what that is. And men don't listen because they don't understand what intimacy is. They feel like the whole act is the intimacy part. If I put on some soft music and romantic music and dim the lights, then that's intimacy. That's not what it is. It's it's just not what it is. So the one thing is the man is not listening to what his wife is saying. He don't want to, because of the pride, he don't want to say he don't know what intimacy is. Two, the wife has an expectation that he should know what intimacy is, and she's not opening her mouth and saying nothing to the man. So you just cutting him off because you expect him to be intimate with you in a different way, and he don't know what that is. And so again, it, it, there is some men. Yeah, there are some no men. About it. There are some men would say. Baby, I don't know what that is. Tell me what you need. Give me the word. We always say in communication, the number one, the most important thing in communication is listening. When you put your GPS on to go somewhere that you've never been before, you listen to what the person is saying and how to get there. That's the only way you can get to the end. Why not listen? If this ain't the spot no more, tell me where the spot at. If you can't tell me, then let me figure it out. But you can't keep it. You just got to listen. Just listen. And most couples, they don't listen. We always say most couples, they don't listen to understand. They listen to respond. So regardless if a person says a two paragraph explanation of why they feel the way they feel or what's going on. You hear the first sentence, three words, and now you're just waiting for the moment to talk about that one sentence and them three words. Didn't hear nothing else they said. 
or vice versa. The listening part is so important, especially with this. When the older we got, I had to ask my wife stuff. And then I, I told her, I said, hey, if this don't work, then for you no more, then tell me what works. And then she just, mm-mm, no, nah, mm-mm, no, no, you can't do that, mm-mm. Now, give me something, man. I'm, I'm, uh. But what we were also <laughs> talking about before he interrupted me was the mere fact that there are some women who don't initiate. <sighs> and it, that could be because they don't know. That could be because... I thought I was on topic. I got on topic. You did. I don't, because, I don't think I got on topic. Because what they were Did taught, I get on topic, Jay? Well, you said you turned it and said, well, the, <laughs> the men are not giving the women what they need, and they've been saying it for a long time, or they too prideful to say that they don't know what, what that is. But what what it was saying All was the expectation. right. They, what they were saying was that some the men some men some of the men felt like the women didn't initiate enough, and so um, they felt some type of way because they felt unwanted. And so what I was saying was that can um, be because um, some women, you know, some women, and and your the, your upbringing, your 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 conversations with maybe mom or what you've been taught about sex. That all that plays a part into it. That's the piece I wanted to put in there. But because a lot you of, don't know. Because it could have been that, you know, well, this is what I was told about sex. I was told the man is supposed to initiate it. And I was told that, you know, missionary style was the only style that I was supposed to do. You people tell a people, especially especially when you're dealing with, you know, Christian folk and stuff like that or whatever, or people in the church, religious folk. Let me say that, religious folk. And just different people, and it's not just for people in church, but it's in just in in the world. You what whatever your experience was as you were growing up, and who talked to you, and who talked to you about sex, and taught taught you about sex, or all these things that comes into the marriage as well. So that can be a part of it. That can be a part of you know, like you said, some trauma that has been there and hasn't been dealt with, and different things like that. So it's a lot that goes into that as well too. So I agree with what you said, but I was just saying as far as what I was talking about as well for the for the the men, because the men have, you know, valid feelings as well. And so as Johnny did go to and was you weren't off topic, they were they he was got to the fact that this is this needs to be a part where the where the communication is flowing in this part as well, because that's the only way that you're going to know. Right. Mm-hmm. What you looking up? Go ahead. OK. I'm going to the next one. Okay. Okay. Um, what are we talking about? Okay. Cultivate non-sexual affectionate touch. Um, as Johnny said, you know, sex is great, but there's more to the intimacy. There's more to the relationship. There's more to getting to know one another. There's more than just sex is what we're saying. So um, another part of rebuilding the marital marital intimacy it's cultivating the non-sexual affectionate touch, sitting close to one another, sitting on the couch, hugging, laying on you know one another's lap, holding hands, kissing, caressing. Um, it's um, you know different different things for different people. Whatever cultivates that intimacy um, for you. And this, I want to share this because I think this is something that I was just talking about. It says the. The writer of this article said she counseled a couple who struggled with a variety of issues, and one was the in their intimacy. The wife complained about how every time the husband wanted sex, he would begin to rub her feet. So what became what began as something enjoyable became a dread to her because she knew that that was the signal that he wanted to have sex, that he wanted something from her. Mm. So it was no longer a pleasurable. I guess experience because, and then you got to think about if that's the only time you rubbing my feet, then that's not intimacy anymore because I know I'm going to have to put out. In other words, again, if you're experiencing a drought in your relationship, as far as sex, as far as intimacy, as far as all that's concerned, um, you'll be surprised. There are days when, you know, the sex is not the goal. I just need a hug from my husband. And it's like that, I, we stand there and we connect and that that just takes, it seems like it just takes everything away that has been maybe worrying me or just whatever. 
Um, it released, does it release? What does it release, Johnny? Is it the dopamine or the oxytocin? Probably both. Or the 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 nature's oh, okay. So things are released, hormones are released, <laughs> chemicals are released <laughs> with just a, a hug, a touch. Um, it says affectionate embraces from a spouse can communicate deeply of care and love and in your marriage without um the fact that every touch is gonna lead to sex with but just cultivating intimacy with you with with my spouse and not us going or reverting to sex every time okay um and with this one johnny talked about this a little bit as far as um they titled it enjoy sex now because it's temporary and so they say when when uh they've married the, the couples of course sex was the, the first thing like at the forefront of their minds but um it says it's, it's good that sex, it says it's, it's, it is good to remember that sex doesn't make a marriage. Is it good? Absolutely. But the ultimate, but is it the ultimate thing to pursue in the marriage? No, because at the end of the day, y'all can be having sex like horses at the, for the first, you know, five, 10 years of marriage or however long, but there's more to marriage than just the act of sex. And that's why we wanted to talk about sex, sex and the intimacy part of it. You know, what are y'all doing if y'all could, because if y'all not having sex, you know, every day, are y'all still being intimate? Are y'all cultivating the intimacy? Are y'all still cultivating that closeness with one another? And I think we even posed this question to one of our couples. What if for some reason, one of you weren't able to have the act of sex anymore? Well, then what would happen? Was that it? Was that the the all and the end all for you in your marriage? Just the sex? There was no intimacy. There was no affection. There was no hugs, no kisses, no closeness. That's the more that that is the intimacy part of it. Um, it says sex, like all of God's gift to us, is not an end to itself, but is intended to point to the giver of the gifts. And so I know for us, like Johnny said, it took us a minute to to learn and to get to the point to where um we had true intimacy in our marriage and um and understood what you know affection towards one another and um taking the time to to really know each other's hearts and just really really like be as one because that's basically that's what it's about why are you looking at me like that I'm you all right? You. Yeah, I'm all right. Were you looking up something that you needed to add to it? Well, how how much more you got? That was it. So, I looked up. I looked up um the actual teaching of sex education the proper way. Um, in schools from sixth to eighth grade is the probably the most time that they talk about sex. It's anywhere between forty and fifty percent. Um, and then it lags off. So it literally is like 28 to 35% once they ninth grade to 12th grade. And then in middle, in, I guess in middle school is the eighth to ninth. The middle school is like six, seven to eight or seven. To okay. Eight. So, and then high school is like ninth to 12th. So the ones before, below that, I guess the elementary kindergarten elementary first grade those i think it's like a 20 percentile from what i saw that was the highest one that i saw what that they actually talk about yeah sex education but here's the thing they consider sex education to be um saying no to sex what can happen if you have sex stds um how to put on a condom those are the things that they're talking about yeah so the intimacy part is never taught it's not being, you know, getting married, being married because especially in now, yeah, and we but that's accept, never been taught in schools. We accept so much stuff now, just just so much stuff. But anyway, anybody can create whatever they want to create, and then it becomes a part of our humanity. 
and some of this stuff don't belong there. But anyway, that's a whole nother. Right. The parts about intimacy is not taught. That's why it's so important to have premarital counseling before yeah. you get you you got to have it. I would I would virtue this. I would go as far as to say that in high school that you know um, relationships and all this stuff needs to be talked about the intimacy the marriage and what's it, why it's important and all that. They're not gonna do that because do that. that's not. They have freedom. Everybody has freedom of speech, and we don't want to press that on them. And they're not so, going to talk about it. And my whole thing it. is, why aren't why when did it become against the law for us to teach this particular way of doing it? I was going to say the right way, but some people might not see it like that. But everything else is being taught, but then we can't teach this part. Well, in all actuality, Johnny, like we or like we always know. It starts at home. Oh, and then the, the everything starts at home. What I saw with the parents. So, what it said, the CDC said, the how many teenagers talk to their parents or parents talk to their teenagers um, at home, y'all. That's like 20, 23 to twenty seven percent in all age groups. But that's what they're not gonna bring all that age schools, groups. baby. They're it, not talking about it. That's and and then they talk, you know, like you said, that's the generalization that they, that they talk about at school condoms. Don't you know um, if you're gonna have sex, wear a condom, STDs, this, this, that, and the other. But in all actuality, the home is where where the teaching yeah. and the learning should should begin. And we period. talk about the, and some they, of us they talk about do what they like. I said what they have seen mimicked in the home or or a model before. That's how the they home. learn. And or what so, sister so and so said or this person or that. Excuse me. Just like when Kevin Melissa was talking about, you know, what the people at the church had said and all yeah. these things or whatever. And it used to be like the, the, the mothers in the church and stuff like that or whatever. And, you know, just a whole bunch of stuff. We could go many different ways with this conversation. But at the end of the day, um, it, it is what it is. P- people, people are in marriages now and they're suffering because they don't know how to be intimate with one another. And. You know, there was no premarital counseling to actually tell them like real raw relational stuff about what marriage, you know, entails and what has happened or what could happen or just, you know, the different scenarios and the different things and at least give them a general, um, you know, measuring stick to 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 go by. But that's not, you know, a lot of people are getting are getting married and we'd be like, y'all. Did y'all have premarital counseling? No. We just really knew we liked each other. Yeah. And he was my soulmate. And, and they li- been living years. And she was my soulmate. Married. But, but, right. Living married and, and unsatisfied. Married on paper, but yeah. not married for yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So, it's, um, it's and I can go. Uh, but we not. Because <laughs> it's time for us to and go. I told you about shutting my mouth. Bro. Well, I don't, you shut my mouth a few minutes ago. We got to go, baby. I'm going to add this. Okay, add it. Parents, it is your responsibility to talk to your children. Mm-hmm. And if if it's something that you don't know, that's nothing to be embarrassed about. Find well, out. Uh-huh. Excuse me. Do research. Yes. And share stuff with your children. Absolutely. Your kids don't know because you never said nothing. You didn't know because your parents never said nothing. And it's just a generation of generations after generations of us not talking about the real stuff. And not knowing and not seeking out to find out or resources, people, books, things to help. Basically. Yeah. So it's it's a lot. Did you know you can you can have an orgasm without intercourse with your spouse? And I ain't talking about oral or nothing like that. I'm gonna leave that there. You blushing? We about to go. You blushing? Oh, you giggling. Say goodnight. You giggling? Say goodnight. You want to have one? I'm all right, sir. <laughs> Come on now. You, this is PG. Say goodnight to the people. Man, d churn know where the orgasms is. We, we hope that y'all learn. Ain't no five-year-old watching we this. We hope that y'all 
Um, but y'all nine year old and ten year old stop watching porn. That ain't real situations, sex. Got situations. That's going. not I real even, sex. It, it ain't even. I'm, I'm not it's even saying right. the right thing. Don't worry about it. We hope that y'all got something out of the 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 steps that we shared, the information that we shared. Um, if 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 y'all need us, info at momentswithemomies.com or seek out somebody to get help. Don't just sit in your marriage and suffer. Or send us questions. If you and don't, we'll answer them. If, if you, you want don't to want to talk incognito. about it, if you want to, yeah, yeah, and we'll answer them. anonymous. Up what I was gonna say, yeah, incognito sound too much like the, you know. Anyway, send us the questions if you want to ask anything. Um, we we pretty knowledgeable, so, and if we don't know, we'll find out for you. I'm a, I think I'm a pretty good researcher, so. Which would you say? Why? All right. Well, I'm gonna go because I feel like my wife trying to run. All right. So this at all things Mobley's with the moments. Mo- all things Mobley's. www.moblieswiththemoblies.com. This has been Moments with the Moblies. <laughs> I am your man. Johnny Mobley And I'm his wife, Deidre. And we something like a ordinary couple. With extraordinary purpose. Night, night, y'all.